This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Cross and Joe Ostrowski with you. Folks, check out the NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the upcoming 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Don't miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. Okay, Joe, so earlier in the week, we went over Shale Kapadia's top 10 offenses in the NFL. That's who he says will end the season in the top 10. Now he unveiled his top 10 defenses, and so we will go over that shortly. One note, though, before we jump on into the list, predicting defensive standings is way, way tougher than predicting the top 10 offenses at the end of the season because Mm -hmm. defenses are way more inconsistent from one year to the next. Yep, 100%. And I think that's our starting point, that if you take the top 10 defenses from a year ago and you think all of them are going to be top 10 again, you would be what the kids call DeLulu. It ain't happening. If you look at last year's top 10 team, so just We've created a monster here. (laughs) So for for an example. I blame you, Jake. I I blame you. Yeah, this is my fault. Listen, by the time is. Aaron is back on Tuesday, I'll completely forget about it. So don't worry. I don't, I don't expect it to linger. But maybe I should write it down here on my notepad, and then, then I'll remember to bring it up to Aaron just to see her reaction uh, in, in random conversation. But, no, here's an example. So I, look, I looked at the top 10 in, uh, in yards per play last year. And the, the jump that we see, it's pretty staggering from some teams that ended up in top 10 and where they were in 2021 as far as yard per play. So if we go to, okay, let's say Vegas. In 2021, they were actually a top 10 defense when it comes to that metric. And then last year, we know that they were bottom five. They went from eighth all the way down to 27th. In 2021, the Rams were six. And then last year, 22nd. Carolina was third in yards per play in 2021. Last year, middle of the pack at 17th. Same thing for Cleveland. They were second, and then they went down to 18th. Outside of quarterback injury, you don't see this on the offensive side of the ball, Ed. So you're spot on when you bring up Mm -hmm. how tough it is to project defenses on a year-to-year basis. I mean, do you think it's crazy to say that half the top 10 is, is going to be swapped out for different defenses? That might be more than that. It's certainly yeah. possible it could be more than that. And it's what makes this so difficult is nothing against Shale or anyone else who 
takes on an exercise and endeavor like this, because certainly we could be asked to do the same thing. But there's not a whole lot to go on when it comes to how to put together this kind of list, because you only have the games you've seen, the data you have, things like that. And then you have to sort of anticipate regression in some way. Some mm-hmm. succumb to it and some don't. For instance, when we talk about the Jets, for instance, and Sauce Gardner, yeah, he had a phenomenal start to his professional career. Do we know he can sustain it? We really don't. And he's a phenomenal player. So that's just one player on one team. Now add the collective of everyone else. Look at the Eagles defense uh, from this past season. There were a lot of unproven defensive backs in that secondary a lot of them all came together and played really, really well, but they were unproven. It was a really big unknown heading to the start of the season. And if you thought they were going to be great, then, you know, good for you. But I think what we forget when doing this exercise, and especially if you do it for a few years, you forget that the unknowns sometimes turn out well, sometimes they don't, sometimes your priors are awful, whatever the case may be. But you just have to remember where you got it right, where you got it wrong. And just remember that everyone undergoes a, you know, a similar result. Yeah. And let's, let's remember that uh, just a couple of years ago, the Bills by far had the best defense in football. And we knew going into last year that they would regress. The, the question is how hard. Like, they were not the best. They were not top five, but they were still a, overall a top 10 defense. They were dealing with a bunch of injuries in the secondary and, you know, with edge players as well. So it's that, that's, that's it. I mean, you, you'll see top three defenses fall off. So I wonder, is it, is it going to be the Jets? Is it going to be the San Francisco 49? It could be. It could be Philadelphia, as you mentioned. New Orleans, Bill Belichick's defense. Like a couple of those, which were viewed as top five defenses just a year ago, might be closer to the middle in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we start this list, Shale is not the first person to suggest that the Dallas Cowboys could have the best defense in the NFL this upcoming season. Last year, they finished second in EPA per play allowed and fourth in success rate. In 2021, fourth in EPA per play allowed and fourth in success rate. They are led by Micah Parsons, but they are loaded everywhere. As Shale pointed out, among the 12 players who logged 500-plus snaps on defense for the Cowboys last season, 10 are back. Defensive continuity is good. Depth is really good. They added Stephon Gilmore. You like the defensive line. You've liked it for a long time. And again, this is volatile, so you have to be careful to not to fall in love with the Cowboys defense. But if you had to pick one unit to be the best, going with the Cowboys isn't a bad option. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't argue with that. We'll talk about defensive player of the year. They might have the defense later on in the show, they might have the defensive player of the year on this Dallas Cowboys defense. So yeah, that's not a team that I'm concerned about. I mean, why are we talking so much about their offense? Because they're, where are the holes? Where are the holes on defense? And they probably got better there. And Parsons, it's scary to say that maybe he's even even improving some as he's going into his prime, we expect. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I can't really argue having Dallas up there at all. Um, that, and, and they were a top and 10 they kept defense their defensive a year ago. 
Yeah. There you go. There you go. Who a lot of people thought was going to be uh, going elsewhere for another gig. Like a lot of these top coordinators, you know, Detroit, I, I want to talk about them in a little bit on the defensive side. They were lucky on offense to keep their coordinator. He, he's going to be a head coach in short order. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I wonder if part of this list is looking at who's coaching, who's play calling, and then basing that uh, off of how to put together this list. And certainly Dan Quinn's one of, the, one of the best in the business defensively. So that to me is a really big deal, especially like how he moved Micah Parsons around the last couple of years. I worry a little bit. I, I don't like the idea of keeping him at the same position. I like moving him around just to keep things up in the air. But mm -hmm. at the same time, maybe you step back and go, well, if anybody knows what he's doing, it might be Dan Quinn. So that's just something to think about there. I mentioned uh, to you guys off the air that I would not be surprised if over the next two hours, we talk about one team in various ways. And it's a team we actually brought up yesterday as a team to sort of consider exceeding expectations. And that's the Cleveland Browns. They are third on this list when it comes to defense. Now, yesterday we had Club TA on, fantastic conversation. And he mentioned offensively, maybe Deshaun Watson can return to his winning ways from when he was with the Texans. And we'll get that version of him and not the one we saw from a season ago. If that's the case, and if this defense can be a top three unit, my goodness, the Browns are going to be scary good. Well, I, I think it can be. And we just saw it a couple of years ago, and they can return to that form. If we're looking at two, three, if I have to pick one that's going to regress negatively, um, well, see, see, he's got the Jets at two, basically repeating the performance. I think that's going to be tough to do. I can't say I'd be completely on board with that. But as far as this Browns defense, we know they have a guy who's going to be in the mix for Defensive Player of the Year in Garrett, and he's getting help. That's the key. Dalvin Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith, he's, been, he's a talented player, and you know he's been in the NFC North. Most of the time, he's been the guy. Now he doesn't have to be. He just needs to do his part. He had to be a difference maker when he was in Green Bay and in Minnesota. That's what he was asked to be. He doesn't quite have to do that. And he's surrounded by so much talent that people really aren't even talking about that addition. I'd, losing Clowney, they're like, fine, fine. I think they, they look like they're going to be a better defense overall. I don't really see a hole on any of the three levels. I don't either, and I think it's important to point out just how elite Miles Garrett is in case you've forgotten this during this offseason. Mm -hmm. Next Gen Stats has a stat called Pass Rush Get Off in terms of how quickly you can get up from snap to crossing the line of scrimmage. And Miles Garrett leads the way in this metric. I think it's like 0.69 seconds or something like that. So in terms of his reaction time, it's some of the best that we see, that we've seen in the NFL, but also too, he's forced a lot of turnovers due to pressure. And that combination is, you know, not just making him an elite pass rusher, but also too, it opens up opportunities for everyone else to sort of clean up a mess in case 
uh, he can't get home. Somebody else from that defensive line, as you mentioned, could very well do that. The secondary did have some weaknesses last year, but that's also something that can be remedied. Denzel Ward sort of leading the way. Browns, you know, should be much deeper at corner. And as I look at this, I go, they, they knew how to build this, I think. But injury concerns and youth uh, had them as an underperforming unit. But in 2021, they were pretty good. So this is something where I think the ceiling can be quite high. And especially if this is a season where you go in feeling like you have a chance because you have consistency pretty much everywhere in the locker room, why not consider the Browns to make the playoffs or maybe take a flyer in them to win the division because of the value offered? What I noticed in these ringer rankings is that in a few examples, there's the idea of returning to form. That last year, probably a bit of an outlier, they still have talented defenses. And in addition to Cleveland, Carolina's on this list, cracking the top five. Now, we know that they have the top-end talent in Brian Burns and J.C. Horn. That is understood. Uh, we've got numerous changes. We've got a few new starters on this defense. All the focus is going to be on the rookie quarterback. But do you think the Carolina Panthers, yes, in a soft division, but do you expect them to, to return to form and be a top defense in this league? I don't know if I would say top defense, but can I say they'll be a top 10 defense or yeah. say top 12? I think so. I, I think they can absolutely do that. I'm not ready to put them in line with the Cowboys and, and say the Jets or the Bills or something like that, but can they be a top 10, 12 defense? I mean, I, I think that J.C. Horn's fantastic. I think the secondary is built really well. I do think mm -hmm. that, you know, up front, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, I, I like that group. And maybe they're, maybe they're a little bit thinner than some of these other units we're talking about. But in terms of top-tier talent, I, I think they've got some players you can work with. So I don't think it's enough for me to want to back the Panthers in any way. But it's something where I have a little bit of optimism that if, say, they take a step forward this year, then we know what the ceiling can be going forward in the years where they can be competitive. Opposing quarterbacks matter. And sometimes they fall your way, sometimes they don't. I'll just say this, that based on how I view uh, the quarterback rankings right now going into the season, definite top 10 opposing quarterbacks, I struggle to find them on the Carolina Panthers schedule. Like Dak could be. We think Trevor Lawrence will be. There are some question marks like how's Carr going to look in New Orleans? What's Ritter going to be? Can Geno back it up? How about Cousins? I don't see them playing an elite quarterback all year unless you're ready to put Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott in that mix. And even that, while we like them right now, they're not top five quarterbacks. They're, they're more closer to that 10 range, like cousins, a uh, bunch of them. This opposing quarterbacks list is pretty soft. Now we'll see if two is healthy. That's always a question with him. They play them in week six. There's golf in week five. But even the good quarterbacks that this Panthers defense is going to be playing this year, they're closer to the middle than the top five. 
Steelers did not have TJ Watt for seven games and they were still fantastic. You look at that personnel and it's hard not to fall in love with them. Pittsburgh's going to be really interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, it's going to start and end with Kenny Pickett, but goodness gracious, the Steelers are going to be fun to watch. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our college football card for the entire weekend right here on the BetQL Network.